My name is Steven. I play the character Alric Orman, the Gnome Ranger, and this is Advantage. Last episode, Warden Ulrich spotted strange structures built among the burned trees of the desecrated watched forest. Upon investigation, the lofted platforms were sepulchers, open-air graves. Presiding Druid Morlinde identified the elven bodies who laid on them as members of the Tempest Oath, the radical military of the Rock of Visions. Alaris identified the ashes in between the two raised platforms as the remnants of a cremation fire, which is used to prevent the bodies from becoming undead. Grimton examined a blade found among the ash and identified it as Pandominion in its source. Who killed these Tempestoth? Why? Who blessed them? Who are the cremated? What is the Pandominion's role in all this? The party pondered these questions, making camp. Around the fire, the four decompressed the trauma of the events since a primal spirit Everflame consumed the watched forest in the city of Isatalos. In the dark of the new moon, Grimton took watch as the party slept and succumbed to his exhaustion, only to be woken up by the moans of the dead, tripping alarms as they shambled closer. And that's what we'll pick up. not until they're right up on you that you hear the moans of the undead as they rip through camp tripping your traps. Two skeletons and three zombies clubs you on the back of the head and from the ground you can barely make out their faces which are burned down to their skulls and their ripped clothes show the insignia of pandominion workers. So that's where you are. Uh, you made camp between the road and uh, the river. Uh, it's dark. It's the new moon so it's just pitch black outside. Um, I assume you have a small fire of sorts, and the the everybody else besides Grimton is awake. I mean, I guess Grimton's also awake, but everybody else is uh, awakened in their sleeping bags. You're gonna have to take an action to get out of there. Go ahead and roll for initiative. Joy rolled 18. 21. Like Four. Grimton, you just got hit on the back of the head with a club, and then suddenly you look around, and there are zombies and skeletons to your left and to your right and to your behind. Um, the other three of you are still uh, not dozing anymore, but you're in your sleeping bags watching all this horror happen. Uh, and in your groggy state, you must fight to get out. Yessie, I will let you have one reaction. No, I'm not. Screw that. Um... <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, a skeleton. And the skeleton is going to hit or attempt to shoot an arrow at 
Yesy. Nope. At U. Grimton. And that's going to be a seven versus your AC. Nope. Nope, indeed. Grimton, it's your turn, bud. So I'm going to get up because I'm assuming I'm, <laughs> I'm not on my yeah. feet. I think both in the head. Fair assumption. And I'm gonna like take a moment to gather myself, as in like what just happened. And I imagine like in that frenzy, I don't have tooth necessarily right beside me, so I reach for like what's on my person and I pull out the flame tongue. Oh, I dig it. Have you ever have you attuned yourself to that yet? I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. So that's unfortunate. You're not so gonna get gonna... any of the magical effects. Yeah, I was gonna. But ask it's you a nice sword. D six for damage instead, so I'm gonna swing at him with that. Okay, at the at what exactly? At the there's a there's a skeleton that shot you with an arrow kind of across the camp, and the zombie that just clubbed you. That that, that one, that's yeah. right behind you. The one that got okay. me. I that's a twenty, Joe. That's a net twenty. Yeah. Well, well then you better roll some damage on this. You know what? Let's just do a house roll. We'll we'll do it in four E style, where it's just uh. A critical hit is max damage. Max damage? Or actually, you know what? I'll give you the option. You can have an option of doing max damage, or you can have the option of doing rolling twice the dice. Max damage of one dice or roll two? Correct. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I'm going to roll two. I mean, statistically, you should probably go with the, the double dice, because... <laughs> yeah, yes, I guess is a really it good case make... for that right now. You would think, <laughs> you would think so. What'd you get? But I rolled a two and a one. Plus your other yeah, modifiers, well, right? It's a grand total of eight, but still. <laughs> Bummer. That's more than six. <laughs> All right, Auric, it is your turn. Okay, I stand up, and I'm just gonna attack the thing that is nearest me. All right, you find a skeleton near you. It's brandishing a a short sword. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was that was terrible. A, a short sword. Here you go. A short sword. A, sh how, a short how, sword. How close is sword. it to me? Let's let's go ahead and say 15 foot. Buffer zone between you and like the line of traps and ringy things and clanky yeah. whatevers that you set up. Um, and I'm gonna say that the skeleton that you look at is just crossing over that line. So you have okay. 15 feet. So I, I could. Well, the the root of that question is: Would a ranged weapon make sense? A ranged weapon would make sense. Okay. I imagine myself kind of snoozing near a tree with my bow propped up uh, and, like, quiver nearby. I like it. And so even in a groggy state, I'm still a warden scout with lots of training. So I, like, lively, like, stand up, knock an arrow, like, aim and, and shoot, hopefully successfully, we'll see, I suppose, uh, at the nearest advancing creature. I rolled 16... Yep, that'll add, hit. Cool. Dex plus proficiency, then I, ha I rolled a 7. My dex is 16, so that's plus 3. And then plus 2 for proficiency, so that would be 12. When you shoot this arrow, where exactly on its body do you hit this skeleton to just destroy it? <laughs> nice. um, generally speaking, I like aimed for the head, but expected to probably just hit the torso because i was aiming quickly so i'm delightedly surprised when the um arrow like pierces straight through the skull but the fletching 
gets caught on the on the skull so that the entire head just comes all the way off and gets pinned into the nearest tree behind it. Oh, I love it. And the rest of the body just crumples in its position. Uh, down the line now, it's another zombie's turn. Uh, this one has made it into the uh, into the ring by the time you look up, and it is uh, shambling toward you, Morlinde. And of course, come at me. And it's going to have advantage on its roll because you're still prone in your sleeping bag. Oh, good. Is she per chance within five feet of me? Uh, sure, yes. Uh, any attacks to allies within five feet of me get disadvantage imposed on them. So I don't know how that works. Oh, I was about to take the 19 <laughs> out of my two <laughs> dice rolls, and now I'm forced to take the five. So it swings its club, Morlinde, and you roll your bag out of the way. Another skeleton is going to make its way over the boundary. This is the one that fired the arrow at you, Grimton. It is just now entering the camp and is staying kind of on the periphery and is going to try to hit you again, bud. That's going to be a 20 versus your AC. Yeah, that's going to hit. Seven piercing damage. Oh, all right. Grimson, it's that zombie's turn, the one that you just attacked. Uh, and he's going to try to wail on you now. <laughs> that's going to be a nat 20. Oh, sh- And... Let's see, you took earlier the option for double dice. I'm going to go ahead and take full damage. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, for seven bludgeoning damage. He just wails you on the head. So right. you just got <laughs> shot by an arrow. You've already been clubbed by him, and that zombie is swinging again. I'm at a healthy 4 HP, Jeff. <laughs> Great. I got you. Maybe. I maybe got you. It's finally in the, the last zombie's turn. And this one is uh, hobbling up to you, Alaris. And it, it sees you in its sleeping bag, and it's, it's swinging that club over its head, ready to pound down. With disadvantage. Uh, with disadvantage. I'm sorry. Wait, within five feet gets disadvantage? Yeah, uh, any attack against an ally within five feet of me. Uh, you're definitely not sleeping that close. You can, oh. you can maybe sleep that close to Morlinde, but oh, I thought Laris is now on the other side of the fire. Different different uh, party member. Sorry. <laughs> so that's going to be a uh, 21 versus your AC, and that'll be two, count them, two bludgeoning damage. So he just wails on your hand. That's the only part it gets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So these zombies are just like... Everybody else is cool, but that dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Morlinde, it is your turn, Presiding Druid. I roll out of my sleeping bag and stand up. Over at uh, Alric, I'm definitely going to uh, do a healing word. Um, It technically is a... At Alric? Oh, crap. Wait, who's injured? Is it Grimton or Alric? I'm sorry. I got got mixed up. Sorry, at Grimton. Thanks for correcting you. Um, no, I'm going to do healing word spell. <laughs> first, he was like practically full health. Yeah, you just woke up. You're like, who's hurt? Yeah, sleep oh. deprivation. <laughs> I'm going to do that because that's one of my prepared spells for a moment like this. You get five. Sorry, that's all I can do right now. It's all right. That brings me back up to like almost not bloodied. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> like he might be able to survive the next hit. <laughs> uh, less, less dead. 
it would be Skeliotan 1's turn, but Skeliotan 1 is dead. Uh, instead, it's Grimton's turn. We still have our points of inspiration, right? Correct. So I'm going to use that, which just imposes advantage, right? Yes. I'm going to use that. Hey, that's that. the name of the show. Haha! -ha. I'm going to use that to roll against the guy that's still like beating me over the head with his club. Probably good. It's just one of those days, man. So that's going to be a 20 on the better of my rolls. How much damage do you do to this zombie friend? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still a little staggered. <laughs> so I managed to like move my shield towards him a little bit and then try to take a stab at him. But my depth perception just isn't what it used to be. So I just kind of like nick him a little bit. Because I rolled a 1 <laughs> on my... <laughs> That's gonna be six damage, Joe. Auric, it is your turn, my dude. In a very like shooting range style, aim at the next target, like turn swiftly. <laughs> I'm gonna aim at the zombie that is assaulting Grimton. I rolled thirteen. You're good. Tell me, tell me how much you hit him for. Ten. Uh, so tell me how you murdered this one too. So like, I swiftly dispatched the first skeleton, and then like saw that Grimton was being assaulted. And just like drew and turned in one motion, and if if this was a cinematic, you like the camera would be looking down my arrow at my face, um, and then I shot the arrow, and it went clean into the side of this thing's head, spraying a little bit of like blood and brain matter onto Grimton's face, um, and it just like <laughs> falls over to the side very quickly. Grimton, uh, you're a whole new type of bloodied. And it's, <laughs> it's going to be the zombie that nobody has hit's turn. Um, Morlinde, it is uh, still attacking you. With disadvantage, Jeff. 20 versus your AC. With disadvantage, I'm sorry. You're right. Hold on. 12 versus your AC. Haha, <laughs> nope. Ah, dang. So it swings wildly because it's a zombie. <laughs> and... <laughs> Grinton, that skeleton that hit you with the arrow earlier, well, it's it's still shooting arrows at you, bud. And that'll be... That'll be 14 versus your AC. That'll miss. It shoots wide, and it'll go down to the zombie that got hit by, uh, by Zack with the shocking grasp, and it is going to take its club and then try to pound directly down onto Alaris, who just moved out of the way, and it's gonna miss, which means it's Morlinde's turn. Yeah. Which zombie is closest to me? The one that's attacking you is the closest one to you. Oh, true. Um, and is there still one uh, Poetic. on Grimton? No, no that, just one that one is dispatched. This might be stupid, but it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the most yesy in combat thing i've ever heard <laughs> yep do it <laughs> i'm going to use my cantrip produce flame okay and uh conjure up a fireball in my hand and then i'm gonna try and throw it at that zombie the one that's like right up on you yeah like before i do that i'm gonna move away a little bit and then okay, I'm there we do go that. <laughs> So he's going to take an opportunity attack on you when you move away a little bit. Well, ugh, but okay. <laughs> With disadvantage, a... Which dis ah. Is she still next to me? Because if she is, it's with disadvantage. Yeah, she is. 
for a 17 versus your AC. Dang, yeah, that hits. Okay, that's going to be a four bludgeoning damage, and it's still your turn. Okay. Um, <laughs> the appropriate response to getting hit with a club. So now I'm going to throw a fireball at the thing. Do it. Throw the fireball at the thing. Okay, so that plus my uh, spell modifier is 16. That'll hit him. Five plus three. Uh, eight fire damage. Oh no. Hold on. Hold on. Hey friends, it's Joe. Did you hear Steven say, oh no, hold on, hold up? Yeah, that's when we realized that we lost Zach off the call, which in turn somehow deleted the audio file from the program we used. Notice how you never heard Zach slash Alara speak in the last 15 minutes? That's why, we fixed it in the last part, don't worry. We were determined to tell the story despite the issues that may arise, so I was able to shape it into a more linear narrative. Thank goodness for editing. Three people that deserve a lot of praise for never being technically problematic, uh, like Daniel Grayling who did all of our graphic art, and Blake Bost who wrote the beautiful score behind me now. Um, you can find that at soundcloud.com slash Blake Bost. Labor of Love Graphics also uh, helped with our website. You can reach them at laboroflovegraphics.com. Our webpage is advantagednd.com. As the story develops, it's going to be an incredible resource for you listeners. It's got maps, location details, and info on the characters and the cast. We're developing a page for important NPCs as well, so you can further understand the people of the cusp. All of our character details are also linked to heroforge.com, where you'll be able to find custom-designed minis of those characters designed by the cast and me. I think that's really cool. Recently, we've also become friends with Dark Silver Forge, and they've agreed to offer 10% off of all their products to Advantage listeners. They sell high-quality products for discerning role-playing gamers. Their treasures are the Dragonsteel and Cthulhu Gold Metal Dice sets. Both are beautifully cast zinc alloy. The D20 in those sets is five and a half times heavier than your typical plastic dice. They are well-crafted artisan dice like a sandwich from Panera or something. Go to DarkSilverForge.com and use the code ADVANTAGEDND, no space, all caps, and receive 10% off everything on that website. This afternoon, I drove home from Austin, Texas, where I had the joy of seeing two incredible podcasts, My Brother, My Brother and Me, and The Adventure Zone. Both shows are produced by the McElroy Brothers and are a part of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. They're pretty much perfect. Mim Bim Bam is an advice show where the brothers answer funny listener questions and ridiculous Yahoo answers. And The Adventure Zone is a D&D campaign that the three play with their dad. And it's just an inspiration to me as a dungeon master, toe to tip. If you haven't been listening to either, please check them out. I, I say that as a big fan. Of course, I also recommend our sibling podcast, How Friends Roll. While Advantage is a long-form audio drama, How Friends Roll is a short-form comedy-driven campaign, or sorry, campaigns, uh, plural, uh, that feature a cast of rotating characters. That show drops in our off weeks, which means that in all ways, they are our complimentary show. If you have yet to listen to the collab project that we did with them, go check it out. It's a riot. Um, please subscribe to them on iTunes and look them up on Twitter at How Friends Roll. 
You can talk to us anytime on social media too. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at Advantage D&D. While you're online, continue to send us questions and comments for our mailbag episode. Email, tweet, Facebook, Tumblr will respond to any and all of them. I encourage you to send us a voice recording. Um, you can deliver that to us by opening up your phone's voice recording app and emailing said file to advantagednd at gmail.com. We'll also read all the iTunes reviews that we receive and respond to all the great ratings that we get there. Really, just interactions on all forms encourage us to keep sharing that story. Now let's return to the show. Thank you. Zach, we decided that we're just going to forget about the like 10 minutes of stuff that we lost, and that's fine. Uh, also, it's your turn. Okay. Um... Where am I in location to everything else? You had rolled away from the zombie that you shocked with your hand. Right, and then he ran after me? He didn't run after you. He, he swung as you were rolling away, and so he missed, and now he's facing away from you, and you're behind him. Okay, then I'll stand up and firebolt him. <laughs> Perfect. And that will be a 24. Hit. Yeah. Uh, for 9 damage. And he's on fire. Damage, and he's on fire. Is that a continual fire damage? They don't really have anything that talks about fire. It just says, a flammable object hit by this spell ignites if it isn't being... Yeah. But it might also just not be on fire. We'll just say it takes nine damage. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that he's on fire, and remind me, and it'll take a d4 of fire damage when we get back around to him. Also, Grimton, the battlefield is now lit up by not only your small campfire, but firebolts being shot at zombies and one of them uh, a literal undead torch and it is your turn Grimton there's still one near me right it hasn't died yet or did it no I killed it hard yeah he did you are currently splattered with (laughs) it's death I I remember now zombie death (laughs) I'm gonna say that the one attacking Morlinde is the closest one to you at this point Right on. I'm going to charge towards that one and attempt to hit it with this sword. Deal. For 22. Roll damage. That's 9 damage. Ulrich, you have killed two zombies in two rounds. Would you like to go for a third? Seeing <laughs> <laughs> um, as how the... Okay, as I recall, there are right now three remaining targets. There is the... Yeah, one skeleton and two zombies. And two zombies. Uh, so seeing that like the two zombies are getting pretty effectively dealt with now, I'm gonna turn my attention to the the skeleton archer and fire at him. Good choice. Eleven. You fire the arrow and the shot is true, but somehow it manages to go straight through his rib cage. Because he's a uh, skeleton. Because he's a skeleton, and it makes no contact. Morlinde, this is uh, your zombie. That's now going to try to attack you um it's going to run up and do its best to slam you what do you mean by my zombie can i like uh like put it on a leash and carry it around i don't know we'll i mean if you managed to do that i'd be really impressed but that's like a lot anyway it's a lot of effort i agree it's gonna be 19 versus your ac yeah that hits yeah i figured it would and that'll be Seven damage. 
<laughs> that was a that was a change in pitch. What was that one? That was a well. Now I'm really in trouble. Yeah, that would indicate we're kind of really in trouble. <laughs> I'm more than bloody. Well, no, I'm just bloody, but like real bloody. <laughs> it's bad. That zombie that you just shot, Auric, or attempted to shoot, it's gonna shoot back now. Oh no, the skeleton I shot at and missed. Yeah. Did okay. I say zombie? Yeah, because I was definitely imagining the one that I just destroyed standing back up and shooting at me, which would be terrifying. No, no, no. The, the, skele the skeleton that had an arrow just go through it is now going to take an arrow out of its own quiver and try to shoot you for uh, 13 against your AC. That does not hit. In that case, it's going to go to Alaris, your zombie, who's going to take 1d4 fire damage at the start of its turn, which is going to knock it down and now it will do its best to slam you while on fire that will be 19 versus your ac and you're gonna take dose bludgeoning damage two bludgeoning damage and it's moreland day's turn okay well i'm going to just try and distance myself a little bit more from the zombie and the skeleton because like that's annoying you know almost dying and then i'm going to heal myself Good choice. healing word and then i'm going to heal myself five great so i'm actually not bloodied congratulations how pleasant how pleasant alaris a flaming zombie just like swung at you and it gotcha a little bit i will respond with more fire respond with more <laughs> fire burn it down kill it with fire 18 yeah. 18 versus AC is definitely gonna hit. Give me that damage, boy. Three. <laughs> Zach, that is just enough to kill him. Yay! Yay! Des describe what this burning zombie looks like. It's just a mound of rotting, disgusting flesh, and it just slowly, but surely the skin just melts off the corpse, and it just crumbles. The skeleton blows away in the wind. Oh, that's disgusting. Um... Grimton, the smell of horrid, rotting, burning flesh is in the air as it becomes your turn again. So I'm going to keep swinging at the one that I believe was the one that was just attacking Molinde. For 16. That'll hit. Right on. 7 damage. You kill him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so... You cut this zombie down, explain to me what that looks like using flame tongue. Minus the flame. Tongue. Just tongue. So, <laughs> you have tooth and tongue. And tongue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grimton, tell me how you murdered this thing, damn it. <laughs> so I imagine, like, um, I kind of swing open my shield try to like stagger him so to speak and as huh? i do like bring my shield up i follow swiftly with like a lunge forward with flame tongue and after like i love it hitting his torso i like twist and like bring it out you know i yeah i like it i like it a lot Auric, you are in a in intense arrow versus arrow battle with the only living undead creature after the first missed shot that 
as Grimton pointed out to me earlier, I am still going to count because, <laughs> like, as far as like hits per round go, because I definitely hit it in the torso. I just managed to not hit it in the torso. <laughs> um, but it was like, accurate. I, I imagine myself sort of taking like slow, measured steps toward him, toward the skeleton, and like firing, just like. Oh, I dig it. You're yeah, you're really pressing him. <clears throat> so I'm like taking measured steps forward, and I'm going to shoot my second arrow at him. And I'm going to hit him. I rolled a 16, and it's uh, plus 7, so uh, 23. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and damage? 8. Everybody else is dead, so it's going to go down to Morlinde more now. Yeah, okay. Kill it. You, uh, the, the zombie that was attacking you is cut down by Grimton, and you turn around, and you see a small warden scout unleashing arrows at a skeleton and walking with pointed eyes directly at the skeleton and it hits and that is the only remaining monster i'm gonna use my fire can trip and try and do some more damage there right on light him up yeah so i'm already conjuring the fireball in my hand Er, does 12 hit if you sell it to me can you can you explain how you might have plus one to your attack maybe plus one (laughs) Uh, my ability modifier is plus three. Yes. But... Are you also adding your proficiency, so plus two to that? I didn't add my proficiency! Ooh, Dang you it! Don't even, you don't need to... So just you always add five. So that puts me at, uh... Fourteen. Uh, fourteen. Now, explain what this fireball spell of yours looks like. Is it a kind of a lob, or is it a straight as an arrow or is it like straight as a bullet okay so well it like starts as like a like a, a cool blue fireball that is like rather sphere i mean as spherical as fire can get it's so not like super spherical but like sure uh and it's like it's like five or six inches in uh diameter okay so, so j- a little like, bit bigger than a softball yeah good little fireball but then i shoot it like dragon ball z style so it becomes like a, a like a like a column um, and just gets like blasted straight at um, whatever. What's remaining of this zombie? Does it have it's a head or the skeleton? I kind of imagined I shot it like directly in the sternum and like did some damage with it, but didn't. Yeah, it's okay. just yeah. A, so it's I just like uh, Dragon Ball Z style Perfect. at whatever there is the most of it. So like yeah. head, torso area. I only hit it four damage, four fire damage. So like that's pretty lame. But, uh, it looked really cool, <laughs> even if it didn't kill it, because there's just this badass, like, blue column of fire. Marlene, it, it was really cool, but it didn't kill it. It's going to go to Ellerith That's now. the problem. <laughs> it was, the fire was cool. Shut up. It was blue fire. Show you a real fire spell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He says this out loud across the battlefield. <laughs> uh, it was a 15 hit. Yeah. For 8 damage. That kills him. Alaris, <laughs> now explain how your fire spell one-upped Morlinde's. Uh, well, I didn't want to go it's the, all, it's the Kamehameha compound effect where more people add Kamehamehas and it makes it stronger. <laughs> I imagine, not wanting to completely show off, 
<laughs> I just flick a little, like a little fire. You know, just uh-huh. like imagine like a like a flip, like flipping a coin. Just uh-huh. flick it, and as it gets closer, it just grows. Oh, and then it just awesome. consumes the skeleton. Oh, I love that. Fine. <laughs> and just like that, as the last sparks and smoke from these uh, corpses drift off into the sky, uh, you follow it with your eyes, and it's the night is dark. And it's not. It's it's a new moon, and it should be dark, but you don't see any of the stars, any of the astral dominions above, none of the constellations are there. It's just cloudy and silent and the action's over and it's like three in the morning. Cool, can we go back to bed? Uh, Well, before we go back to bed, let's make sure we make sure all these fires are pointed out. Uh, um, Alrick, you should probably go make sure you pick up all your arrows and stuff. Yeah. Be on the safe side. Didn't we see that the the zombie was a was wearing Pandominion stuff? Yes, it is. There's a Pandominion worker. How did a Pandominion guy get zombified? How did anyone you guys get remember? zombified? Who's doing necromancy out here? Yeah. Well, hold on. Do you remember what I was telling you about it uh, on death last time we recorded? Unless you bless a corpse and send their soul somewhere else, then it just kind of leaves the body. Um, around to be undeaded, which is which is why uh, the last rites are so important. Which is why the do you remember when you found the uh, sepulture to the tempest oath, the the cremation fire? That's why they burned those bodies to uh, to keep their body from undeath, um, while also not blessing the soul. Undeath doesn't just happen; like it necessitates somebody creating an undead creature. Not necessarily. Undeath can happen in a variety of ways. In some cases, like in, in in banshees and ghosts, it's the spirits of the dead that have that are at unrest. Uh, and and then there are liches which like sell their soul in order to gain more power. Uh, sometimes zombies and skeletons just happen. Would it be too late to necessarily like try to roll an arcana or something to see if these were necromancy zombies or just no, it's fine. Yeah, you can roll that arcana check, Elias. 19. So you look up, and as you, you look around trying to gleam any sort of information, and you realize you can't see much at all, just because it's it's so dark. This sort of pitch black darkness combined with the, the lack of rights... Uh, on these blessed bodies or on these unblessed dead bodies is just a bad combination that sometimes leads to stuff like this i mean okay so i think i think it just happened yeah grimton give me a religion check that's a 16 joe back home in delve deep you remember incidents down in the crypts where some of your Dwarven kin would come alive in the night just because of an incident where somebody had forgotten to bless them or their bodies haven't been uh, embalmed correctly or anything like that. And it just happened. It's not necessarily because of dark magic from an individual, but just dark magic existing in this place. And you figure that the combination of 
the tragic death, the dark night, justice, um, and just the overwhelming gloom of this area at this time just led to this. Tragedy tends to breed these things. There's nothing we could have done about it besides, of course, give them their last rites, but so many have died that finding more of these is a likelihood here. Who was on watch when they were arriving? Uh, I, I was I was on watch. <laughs> I, as, a, as a player knew that, that that conversation as a character was necessary, however. Do you go back to bed? Settle, settle back down and finish your night? Arik decides to like reset the traps. Because <laughs> um, like they did help, um, and then like sits down and like gives a affectionately disapproving stare at Grimton without saying anything. Makes it clear that Arik is going to take the next watch. Welcome to welcome to Pain Town, Pain Town. Pain Town. <laughs> it's good to, well, good to I'm a citizen it's, of it's good to have you. Actually, that's on the map. That's a town in the Pandominion. Yeah. It's a small village. What? Well, yeah, it's one of the unmarked uh, unmarked villages. It's a very hardcore place. Yeah, I just imagine like everyone like the they're standard, into some weird stuff. The standard are, I mean, is like a stout punch to the arm. Like, hey. Pff, how you doing? Their preferred tavern is, of course, the Salty Spittoon. How tough are you? It's gonna. I'm aiming at specifically uh, the ones attacking Yessi. Um, the zombie that's attacking Yessi, or the yeah. the skeleton that was shooting him for a long while. Unless the zombie apocalypse happened, I'm fine over here, guys. But like Grimton's taking a beating. <laughs> Sorry. What if this story took a like? crazy undead nightmare <laughs> zombie apocalypse twist and like we just never heard from Kareth or the other druids or anybody Stop ever again yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like just far. us we're fighting cannibals <laughs> fine but i am a grown adult with my own money and my own paycheck and if i want to buy an eight dollar tv tray and carve a ritual in it with the switchblade that Joe decided to send me, then I will. <laughs> I feel like it's just gonna start glowing in the middle of the night. Oh my god. You have oh to take god. pictures. Hey, everybody, uh, if you haven't seen the picture of uh, the future ritual on our Instagram, you definitely need to go check that out. Wait, what? <laughs> Does that mean it's gonna be on the Instagram? Oh, it's definitely gonna be on the Instagrams. Oh my god. Wait, wait. The, Why wouldn't the... it be? 
Wait, as in there is a picture right now on the Instagram? No, not yet. But no, like, this I'm is still gonna grabbing it. Oh, this oh, is going to be released in like a month. I feel like the new They're gold standard has like been set for rituals, and like my piece of paper is not going to cut it anymore. Well, your piece of paper was really good, but this is like dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking about it as if the knife is the dangerous part when you forget that. You're making a critual. We were just talking about Ouija right. boards, like. <laughs> you're, you're imbuing this, like. It's just a Ouija board made by Hasbro. Yeah, you're imbuing this thing with power that you can't control, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Next I... thing I know, the TV is gonna eat my roommate, and but it's this apartment complex it was built <laughs> on. Um, Native American right. burial grounds. And, and yeah. Burial ground. Minus the flame. Tongue. Just tongue. So, <laughs> you have tooth and tongue. And tongue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Very orally right. fixated, Grimton. Is there something that you need to talk about? You know. Tell me about your relationship with your mother. Who am I to give Freudian? <laughs> Nobody, because it's not science.